Um, but yeah, hey, uh, we're just going to wait for people to get in here. Uh, this is episode chapter 48 of the Making Awesome podcast. We're coming up on 52, which is kind of cool. We're going to try to get as many people from the staff as we can for episode 52. Uh, so I- I'm kind of excited for that. Uh, that's going to be a ridiculous podcast. I think that one will will get rid of the actual background and we'll just yeah. use the Zoom call. Yeah. Because uh, my hope is that we can get a bunch of people. Maybe we put like an open Zoom link into Matt's Discord and we can get a bunch of people to come in and talk to us. And Oh, that'd, that'd be... be... Bob would hang out and just and just crap on us all day. That'd be hilarious. Well, I mean, isn't that what Bob's for? That is exactly what Bob is for. Yes, we love Bob. Bob is good. Bob is life. Uh, but yeah, this one we're going to be talking all about uh, 3D printing education. A lot of you might be, wait a minute, you already did this. We did, but we did it from an educator's perspective. And now we're going to do it from a student's perspective. And we have a student open zoom link is not a good idea jonathan says yeah that's true hi allison hi lots of highs yeah open zoom well open zoom link in a private chat yeah would probably be okay yeah like, there's only a couple of people that i would be worried about coming on and like being a problem everybody else i'd be fine with i don't think anyone really in there would be too much of a problem Unless, like, you know, Justin the Elder or somebody else comes on just to cause trouble. <laughs> well, it's not what they're they're here for. I mean, yeah. So, like, that's it, that's kind of how this works. It's like, are they coming on to be are they coming on to be helpful? Or are they just coming on to cause trouble? Uh, yeah. No. It, it it's fun. It's fun. yeah. But yeah, that that's gonna be the big one because that means that we have gone an entire year. Now, we haven't stayed on schedule, right? There have been, you know, some weeks where we were late, some weeks where we were early. Now we're doing them live, so it's a little bit different. But um, that'll be one year of weekly podcasts, and uh, it has not yet blown up. But we've been refusing. We've been re- we can get sponsors for the podcast, but it's like through Anchor and eh. If, I, if we want to get sponsored, we want to get a sponsor. Uh, so we'll see. But we're going we're gonna to start shifting into more professional topics and less, you know, us screwing around about industry topics because i think that's going to be more valuable to not just our viewers right people that really want to learn more about the the technology but also for our efforts on the b2b side of the business so like you know selling things uh we can use the podcast as a good way to bring in cool people that might eventually turn into customers which would be dope basically or we become their customers (laughs) i mean it'd be tough like the guy we were talking about earlier maybe but i don't know i have a 3d systems machine already so do i need more if they give them to me yes but they're very expensive i mean that'd be the day (laughs) i'd be like us being sponsored by by uh 3d systems and fangs now that would be uh (laughs) that would be a video no i am connected with the ceo of things on linkedin i mean i am too but but we're, we're, we're not there yet you know yeah anyways it's actually cool a uh a subscriber of ours shared our video in a swedish facebook group um and commented that he shared it in a swedish facebook group and i could actually see from the analytics right when he posted it because you can see it's Funny. like two o'clock in the morning and our video got like an extra 15 views which is not normal uh, yeah 
so that's been pretty cool. That was the Chitu box, Chitu blocks video. God, what a terrible day for that video. But everybody else loved it, so we did it. Uh, anyways, we are going to be talking all about 3D printing education. We, of course, have Justin with us here today. Oh, I am a student. <laughs> Eric, uh, <laughs> Eric, uh, Eric just DM'd me the Facebook post. <laughs> Yep, it's in languages that I don't understand. <laughs> uh, yep. So thanks, Jimmy. I want to give a shout out to Jimmy for for doing that. That was pretty cool. Uh, I have never actually seen native Swedish language. That's kind of cool. Anyways, um, let's let's talk about three D printing education because uh, a couple of weeks ago we had Cole Goldstein on from Johnson University, talking all about. Um, oh. Okay, apparently it was linked in the largest Swedish 3D printing group. That's pretty cool. Anyways, uh, a couple of weeks ago we had Cole Goldstein on from Johnson University, and we talked about 3D printing from an educator's perspective, as well as that they have now volunteered to assist us in building a centrifuge for a 3D printer. Because, you know, what could go wrong? <laughs> a lot. A lot. Well... <laughs> You said you were in to watch the, the Calamity, so I, I have a feeling this is a good move no matter what. Uh, but now we have a student. So, Justin, some of the people here know you, some of them may not. Uh, can you talk to us a little bit about what you do, who you are? Uh, I'm Justin. I'm, I'll be a senior in high school on Monday. I Gross. 3D print lots of things and for school for projects for 3d musketeers i make your time lapse tuesdays and uh other video editing or whatever and design infusion and trying to learn end top but yeah lo lo lots of fun stuff oh oh centerfuse john said reach yes, out to I nasa 100 they have one on the space coast go to space camp at 31 does Justin even know what Space Camp is? Yes. Okay, Justin does know what Space Camp is. That's... That's good. Okay. I have a friend who went, and I didn't get to go. <laughs> you didn't get to go? Were you not cool enough for Space Camp? I, I wasn't in the STEAM program at my school until, like, the next year. You're and, also not uh, cool enough for Space Camp. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, it, it, look, this is not a live podcast. It's definitely not just between us girls or anything but anyways uh yeah so justin is gonna be a senior on monday so that that's kind of gross sorry to hear about that um yeah can we get an f in chat for that can we get some f in chats uh because <laughs> justin's social life is hereby uh deceased um and it's in person too which is kind of crazy my social life is deceased but then like also i get to see everyone every day now so it's but do you want to see everybody some people <laughs> always heather says always making me feel old when justin's on same though same though sorry <laughs> yeah no nah, it's okay look this is kind of the cool thing about us you know having people on staff from all over the world different walks of life and different age brackets because we get to hear from a student's perspective i don't have to like randomly go on to facebook and ask for a child to come on the podcast because that just sounds weird 
see it's not weird when that child works with us and does a lot of interesting stuff so you know if you like the time lapses uh you know justin justin is pretty awesome and he does all of our time lapses but and i did figure out my computer breaks when why does your computer break we figured that out yeah because uh xmp was turned off and my ram was declocked to like 50 percent. freaking rip yeah. allison says she feels old with all of you well yeah sorry but Ew. allison has had them allison has been in this industry longer than anybody that i know so that's a plus that's kind of cool uh but yeah we want to talk about 3d printing in education as a student because we recognize that a lot of our viewers might be younger a lot of our viewers might have kids and there's a lot of value to having 3d printing not only in the classroom but in the household and whether it's you own a 3d printer or you are utilizing one of our sponsors 3d musketeers that's yeah see it's not as fun when we don't have all the fun animations when i do my my, my crappy segues to our sponsors uh, yeah. But yes, ladies and gentlemen, as always, we sponsor our own videos because we're only a 1,500 subscriber YouTube channel, and that's all that we can do right now. But if you want to get your ideas out of your head and into your hands with full arch part rapid prototyping and product development, if you want to have that kid, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, ask the kids. They know that kid. The one that gets the A's, the one that sets the curves, so that you can utilize awesome 3D printing in those school projects. You can hit us up. Links will be down below somewhere or it's youtube at 3dmusketeers.com email us but uh yeah because like justin you've had 3d printers for how long now under the mark three come out it's been a minute 2017 it's been a minute yeah it's been a while uh so at least four ish years it's is what i'm gonna say okay somewhere somewhere around there yeah. uh i originally started out with the one how maker select the one how duplicator plus the model price rebranded one because model price is not that far from me and it was easy and they had warranty ish on it uh and that was an interesting experience they're they, they were not a good starter printer now but, what was your reason for getting that 3d printer price point at the time Okay. Because, I mean, it was only a couple hundred dollars. It wasn't like, like I was able to save up birthday money and whatnot and wasn't going to be $1,000 like a Prusa. And that was, uh, did you go to the real call? No, I did not go to the real call. I got it delivered. John's asking about the mono price. Oh, yeah. Uh, mono price has a pretty awesome will call and they had some crazy discounts on the will call recently. Well, they are they are like an hour and a half from me but uh but like that was not a good experience with the printer like i had so many issues like the bed was warped i didn't i didn't really know what the issues were with it i didn't know how to fix it. i didn't know what 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 how to make it work right out of the box i got a couple okay prints but it's a lot it was it was a pain yeah it it it, it took a lot of work and where then that ended up getting returned just at, which was good we were able to return it and then i ended up ordering a prusa mark three pre-order took like six or eight weeks to come and then i got that and that yeah i got the i ended up getting the pre-built because i think I, like we were all like me and my parents were like kind of fed up with me like i was disappointed in like when i'm 
12, 13 years old, like that's you, you don't want to see your kid like all like sad about like a hobby that they're trying to start or whatever that they and especially when it's not not an inexpensive one. So we ended up doing the pre the pre-built one. And just from there and it working right out of the box, I've learned so much with it. And really like I, I've learned how to take it apart. I learned how because the documentation is there and like the Yeah. And I, th- those... I think that's the big difference. I don't have I didn't have to rely on the community because especially when you're young like that and you don't know the community yet, it it's it's a little hard to to get that support from like the mono price or somewhere that doesn't have the the experts in 3D printing. But when you go and reach out to Bruce's chat, you have someone who knows how to how to walk you through it and the instructions are just like they have the little 3D printing handbook too. Yeah, the handbook's kind of great, especially for for newbies. I mean, it, yeah, it and it's really, it's really good kinda... for like repairs and stuff. Like, even if you don't have a Prusa, download their handbook and read it. It's and, like twenty or thirty pages, not 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 a long read. And I've said this before, but I'm holding a copy of the assembly instructions for the Mark III S. Um, this is from 2019, so this is um, yeah, mine's the old one too. It, it, it's a it's a little bit old. It's version 3.12, if you're wondering. But to give anybody an idea of how thorough it is. They have, uh, you know, the instructions are so thorough that they tell you when and how many gummy bears to eat throughout the build process. Uh, And I'll tell you, a company that goes through the effort to tell you when and how many gummy bears to eat during your build process is going to have a great thing. Things like, you know, be careful about the filament sensor and, you know, they'll have little cartoons of Joseph Prusa when there are, you know, things that you can get caught up on because it's true and you kind of have to play that game of of getting it right and i'll say they're not fast to build the mark 3s for a first timer should take somewhere like 10 to 12 hours but it is great and when you look at especially with a kid if they can follow those instructions and yes i know i'm like the first one to just yeet instructions into another dimension because i know how to do these things you need the instructions for for a nut and bolt 3d printer like a prusa yeah. Um, and it's a great I mean, way because when you have a problem, not if, right? 3D printers are, they're not like, they're not like a car. And a car, if you don't change its oil, you're going to have problems. But yeah, it's I, not I, like. I would actually, I'd actually say it's close to a car. You, you're going to have problems eventually with your car. Well, after... I mean, you'll have problems with a 3D printer well before you have problems with a car. Well, yeah, but just the, the level of the machine. It's a car is, but like it's, it's. Their machines, they break. Yeah, and they have they have they have wear items. They they do. And and knowing kind of... like knowing how to assemble it means you know how to disassemble it and work yep. on it. And you know Amber Amber has assembled a couple. No, she's assembled one, but she's disassembled a few of them. Um, yep. Like when I'm busy or you know she wants to help or something like that. It's a great way for her. She can look at the instructions, or she just kind of knows at this point where to take things apart. And, you know, Amber's not a 3D printing expert. She, she up until, you know, dating me, uh, didn't have any experience with the technology. So, yeah. Uh, Allison says she doesn't even trust her 12-year-old with Lego sets because he misses things in the instructions. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> in that regard, I don't think I would trust myself with a Lego kit. Speaking of which, um, I don't know if Amber can hear me, but Amber got me a Lego kit when we got uh, monetized on YouTube. 
which is hilarious because the Lego kit costs more than our first month of YouTube money, <laughs> which is kind of funny to me. Which Lego uh, set? She got me the International Space Station Lego set. I you haven't have, built you have it to yet. Add the, you need to add the new module to it. Well, Scott Manley designed the instructions for the new module, the new Russian yeah. module. Okay, the, the one I'll, that just caused the, the, the ISS to do a backflip? Yeah. But I'll, I'll send you the information on how you can get the... It's like 20, 20 or 30 extra pieces. It's not... It's easy to get. Uh, we'll have, we'll have to try. And, um, but everyone's like, oh, there's no rollout solar panels because they added new solar panels on it. Oh, so, like, I'm like, sorry. Go ahead and return it back to LEGO and complain to them because, you know, little well, tiny one centimeter by one centimeter bricks are apparently accurate to scale gosh <laughs> no I, I i thought it was funny because like i i don't have lego anymore they're actually all at my mom's house and uh i have told her under no circumstances should she ever get rid of those lego because uh i maybe one day i might have kids and lego's expensive man right that's an investment all right i, I we got the the original the nes one mm -hmm. the lego set it has like the little screen and it has the console and like the controller and stuff it's it was that was a fun build heather says she wants the saturn 5 i agree but i don't have saturn 5 money although there is a really cool it. saturn 5 3d print but i don't i am way too impatient for that i i, will. I want no i still want to do the lego bugatti that that that's the one i want to do i just want a bugatti <laughs> Well, that's who. Then but. again, I don't, because again, it comes back to maintenance, right? And that's, we, we got so off track because of Lego. It's, it, Lego's a great way for us to tangent. But, yes. uh, I just you bought my other Legos. half the child for his 55th birthday. Beautiful. That, that's a good way that we can talk about it in education, though, the Legos. Like, if you need, like, a special Lego piece for showing something. It's true. Print it um, out. And it's, I have a buddy who I think has one of the most unique businesses I've ever heard of. He uses Lego as a method of team building for businesses. So he'll, he'll make a custom kit of Lego and he'll ship it to everybody on your team. You get on a Zoom call with him and he tells you to build it. There are no instructions. And he tells you to build something. And based on what you build, he can give an idea of how certain people think... I thought it was so cool. John says Tesla plaid is better than Bugatti. But do you have to wear plaid while driving a Tesla plaid? I, I really believe that Tesla has made a mistake in not offering a plaid interior on the Tesla plaid. Uh, because like, I, like the VW, like the Golf R has it, I think. You John, get it. John, had, John had it in his uh, GTI. He had the plaid yeah. interior. Um, <laughs> which I thought was pretty cool. I mean... Yeah. I did not like that car. It was way too fast. Its suspension was way too stiff. The seats were nice. But, okay, like, with someone with a bad back... And I like fast cars. Don't get me wrong. I love fast cars. But with a bad back and really stiff suspension, that car was terrible. Yeah. Like, the I, I two times I had to drive it. <laughs> I haven't You're seen a plaid. I'm really surprised. What? I gave up features so I could get that interior. You get what? Oh, you, you got the lower trim. That interior. I didn't know it at the top. Oh, better stereo. That's better for stereo. Sure. Um, you got to come a little bit closer to the microphone. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. <laughs> right, right here. You're not on camera anymore. Okay. Better stereo. Okay. Um, allegedly it had radar cruise, but it actually didn't. Okay. <laughs> um, 
and like you sold the car for crazy money though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But come on, plaid, plaid. <laughs> I've got a matching jacket, so you know you can't. You bought I'm... the matching jacket for your no, car. No, it was Gary's. Oh okay. Yeah, it just okay. happened. It was tartan plaid. I'm and very it's... surprised I haven't seen a plaid yet, because I am in the land of Teslas. You are. You're in the land of Teslas and in, in the land of uh, electric vehicles. And the land of G wagons and. Yeah, I don't like their steering wheels. They just kind of look stupid. I, the, the plaid, the plaid yoke is a joke. Not right. The plaid yoke is a joke. Come on, Justin, get over it now. Get yoked. Anyways, uh, you know, and when we look at the value of three D printing from a student's perspective, do you have access to this technology at school? Sort of. Like sort I'm. What really... sort of mean? So, like, my physics uh, class, I will supposedly have access to printers. I haven't gone to that class yet. Is this the but... teacher that we were trying to get on for today and never responded to his email? Yeah. Thanks, teacher. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it is the weekend before school, and he probably just doesn't want to check his email, but... He's probably procrastinated as much as you and Brad have. Probably. Brad can't be here because he's got a bunch of schoolwork, because he freaking procrastinated the whole dang summer. Oh. I dropped my, my my summer class because. <laughs> Why'd you drop your summer class? Cause you're lazy. Oh no, it was just a lot of work, and it goes through into school. Oh, it's a lot of work. And it goes into school though, so? and and that's seven or eight class. That's seven classes I'd be taking. Eh. I don't know. Whatever. I, uh, look, I didn't I I didn't take many summer classes when I was when I was in uh, in high school, but. I didn't know, you know, 3D printers weren't ubiquitous when I was in high school, so, uh, and I, you know, I graduated high school in 2008, uh, which is right kind of when the RepRap project was, you know, on its trajectory upward, Um, you know, and I think uh, had I had access to 3D printers, boy, those school products would have gone a lot different. They would have been way better. (laughs) So, like, the physics class, I think, like, it makes sense in that type of classroom. Totally. Uh, totally. Uh, I did just uh, hear this week, actually, that we have, so we have an engineering class. I didn't take it. It, it started, it would have been good to take freshman year for me. Like, it's a very intro to engineering class. And, uh, like, there's no reason to put it in my senior schedule for that. But if I do uh, end up taking it, I'll, I'll let everyone know. But it's... She just got two Prusas, Mark III S's is that, for it. Is that Christy? No, it's a different teacher. We were, we helped her pick which printer. And I'm like, if, if the school let you get Prusas, get Prusas. Because... Yeah. And that's probably the hardest part. And something that we didn't cover with Cole is uh, you know, all about access. And so, yeah. you know, schools generally, at least here in the United States can only buy from certain approved vendors and if your school is not approved to purchase from like prusa well then you can't purchase a prusa now there's lulz bots out there we've talked about the taz the taz sidekick before um now that we know some people that have some hands on with it it's not as bad as i think you'll be fine for a classroom i think it would be i i think it would be but i think it's still very expensive and i think a prusa is still a better value but yeah i'm I think the reason that our school allowed it is because we're a charter school, which means we have like our own board of directors and decide where the finance finances go. Yeah, when you have and that if she was able to budget it, she probably was able to expense it and get and get it from wherever she wanted. So, 
I'm... Funding is a big deal. Funding is a big yeah. deal, especially for, like, underprivileged schools. And, like, that bothers me where that's where 3D printing is needed the most, right? The schools that aren't in the greatest neighborhoods, that's where you need this technology because guess what? Just because you grew up in a crappy neighborhood doesn't mean you're not going to ever amount to anything. I remember my first or my first or second day working at the Museum of Science and Industry in Tampa, Florida. I'm gonna I'm naming and shaming today. I'm in a mood. There's a mood right here. <clears throat> and my manager, Mr. Palaez, I'm not gonna give his first name. I'll give his last name. You can look him up. Uh, took me aside and said, Grant, you are getting degrees in business and you will never amount to anything in the world of science. That is not the way, one, not the way managers should ever be, right? But two, they went bankrupt, so, ha. Uh, but nonetheless, I, I, I think that education can value heavily from this technology and if there is an ability for for you know kids to have access to this at home, it is a massive benefit on top of what's going on at school. And I think if teachers, see, teachers need to get paid more first off. But second off, if teachers could somehow release their, they they get paid decent here. <laughs> okay, well they don't get paid decent anywhere else in the country. Yeah, but you know realistically. Teachers are overworked and underpaid. Same thing with nurses. They're overworked and underpaid. Most, you know, blue-collar work is overworked and underpaid. But, you know, ultimately, students that don't have access to this, in my opinion, aren't getting a fair chance to succeed right now. I mean, think of, think of when was the last, I mean, clearly you haven't used it in a school project for a while, but when was the last time you used a 3D printer for a school project? I... Or have you? Did, uh... Probably the two most recent ones was for my AP chemistry class, which I actually worked with uh, Paul that we all know and love on that because I had a research paper that I was really stuck on. He gave me lectures that he had and and he showed me this Pymol program that allows me to use that allowed you to use Python to make the the atomic structures that I was trying to to research for school and I was able to use that and then export that he showed me he uh has some of the models already on his prusa printers page and you can print them out because i wanted to be able to show in in hand what what was happening not just on the computer so i printed those out but then for english class we uh had a project on 1984 and uh and uh yeah that was when my printer was i was printing just face shields 24 7 and I, I had some failed ones i just kind of made like a scrap pile and called it art i mean you are in california you can call anything art and get away with it yeah and i mean it worked <laughs> yeah i i look back into all the things i if i had a 3d printer i would have just 3d printed everything because you know and now you're in california so and you're in la so let's be real uh, very few of the students at your school are likely struggling financially. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a charter school, too, so even further, right? Well, no, the charter doesn't mean any... That That's just... Oh, uh, it's still a public school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That, that's actually... A lot Charters of are weird low. here in Florida. Yeah, the, the charter is still funded by the state completely. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Like, we have an engineering school opening three blocks away, and that's I have awesome. heard 
bupkis from them. Like, I am the engineering guy in the area. Why have I not heard yeah. from them? I don't know. But I, I, I do believe that 3D printing is valuable because it lets students really go forward. Like, when my brother and I were in high school, if we wanted to create something like with an after-school club, you had to go out, you had to go get steel, aluminum, plastics, used a heat gun, a blowtorch, soldering iron. Like, it was jank, and it was really jank. But if it worked, it worked, right? You know, we, we were working on a hybrid electric vehicle, uh, and we needed to build stuff for it. And we're like, all right, what can we build it out of? Well, let's go get some EMT tubing. It's thin wall steel tubing yeah. that's used for electrical. Let's get a bender for it, and let's just build cages out of that stuff. And, yeah, it, it makes you crafty, right? Yeah. We used, uh, you know, we used bikes. We went out and bought bikes from thrift stores for dirt cheap and, you know, used the sprockets and the chains because we didn't have the ability to 3D print things. And when you look at what we could have done with a 3D printer, oh, man, that thing would have been so much cooler with a 3D printer. Or it yeah. would have been way more jank. I mean, there's really, there's there, it, it only either gets worse or better. But, you know, when you look at, like, molecule projects where you don't have to use the styrofoam balls and, uh, you know, sticks anymore, you can use a 3D printer to get the real yep. molecule. You can model the real molecule. And then further, it's not like, oh, okay, I'll just wait till the day before it's due. Now you have the opportunity to design something, which is a further learning opportunity outside of the classroom. Yep. Then you get to 3D print it. Whether you're 3D printing it at school or at home, it doesn't matter. And like, we have a local college, University of South Florida, local to us. And I'll tell you, they, I mean, they still wait till the last minute because every semester end, I can guarantee on $1,000 that week from usf from students that waited to the last minute their entire print farm on campus is backed up so they come to us every freaking semester um but yeah i think there's value i just think that eventually people get jaded to the tech like oh yeah the 3d printer doesn't work and when schools buy crappy 3d printers or they put specifically the hard thing is when they put uneducated people to run them we end up with a problem. So I think we're going to start doing an education program. So if you are out there, you are an educator, you are a student, and you have access to 3D printers, but nobody knows how to use them, give us a call, uh, email us, whatever. Um, we are going to put together a training course for staff, specifically, that is all about 3D printing, the safety of it, the dangers of it, because we have to be honest about the dangers yeah. of 3D printing. Um, as well as how to run most basic 3D printers out there. It'll be a online class. It'll be easy. You can take it from anywhere in the world. Uh, and we will offer crazy good pricing to schools that want to do it for multiple staff members. Um, yeah, I mean, and like the engineering teacher, I, I'm like, I, I sent her an email when, when I found out what she ended up getting. I'm like, email me or call me. My, my phone number's in my email, in my yep. email signature. If you need me to come deal with the printers, I'll come deal with them. And I will show you. And, like, that's kind of what happened with uh, Christy Deutsch, who's, who was my teacher, and she's now in the 3D printing community. Yeah, she's pretty awesome. I, I'm almost positive the reason that she got into it is because I printed her out a big uh, coronavirus. And, like, that was, like, right when we were, like, like about to, like, be done with school and, like, never go back um and 
I think that sitting on her desk, staring at her, is what ended up making her want to get into 3D printing. I saw this happen yesterday. So I was at our second office yesterday for a little bit. I had some meetings. Ultimately, everybody but one person canceled on me. Hilarious. I was expecting like four or five meetings in a row, and only one person came. Fun stuff. But uh, I brought a 3D printer with me because, well, you know, people wanted to see him. So I brought the Prusa Mini because it has a handle. Well, I printed the handle. Uh, and it's light enough that my crippled ass can carry it, right? So n- nice yeah. and easy. And uh, I'm like, all right, I'll start printing a Benchy. I used uh, the printed solid um, magenta, the pure magenta. And mm-hmm. I was messing with everybody in there because I'm like, what color is this? What color do you think this is? They're like, it looks kind of like a green. I'm like, you're colorblind, aren't you? It's great. And not a single person saw it in the same color that I did. It was cool. But, uh, you know, it was it was interesting because there's this one lady. She runs a maker business. She's got a 14-needle embroidery machine, which, by the way, if you guys want to see, uh, like, footage of an embroidery machine, like a, a professional one working, let me know. I'm going to have her do a bunch of shirts for us. And uh, I told her that we would go in and we would film. Uh, but I believe the Osmos can film at, like, 240 frames per second. It's not all that fast, but it's reasonably high speed. Yeah. Uh, and I, I want to set it up because, yeah, I want to show color changes and all that stuff, too. But That sounds about right for the speed-wise of that camera. It might go higher. I don't know. I haven't looked. Because I know my phone can do 1080, 240. Uh, so. Do I have one sitting? I'm set up to film videos later today, so I don't know if I have... Oh, yeah, I have an Osmo. It's in the freaking charging case. Uh <laughs> The, the world's most unnecessary charging case. Like, th- this is the charging case, okay? And then you hit a button, and it just slowly presents it. There is no need. It is so freaking extra. But I, I'm totally fine with this. Um, but yeah, we're going to be taking some video of it for her. But, you know, maybe we'll do some for us, too. Slow-mo. Let me see what we have for slow-mo. 1080p 4X is all that I get to choose from. That's weird. I, mean, I wonder if I've okay. turned the video up on my side here. Either way. Uh, yeah, whatever. We'll figure it out. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll figure it out. But, yeah, I, I if you want to see that, let me know. Leave a like on this video because it would be something that I I find it incredibly fascinating to do that, it, even if it's 240 frames a second. Because uh, yeah. I can get the gimbal to track the needle, and so it'll stay <sighs> focused on the needle. I don't know. It sounds like it might be fun. Yeah. But, uh, you know, she kept coming into my office and checking on the printer because she she's like, I don't really know how these work. I'm like, here, let me get out of the office. These are very tiny offices. I'm like, here, let me get out, socially distanced, wearing masks. I said, all right, go in there, sit in my chair, and just get in line with it so you can see it. She was in there for, like, no less than five minutes just staring at it. She's like, how long, how long was I in there? I said, eh, it was a bit. She's like... It's just so cool. I never knew how these things work. And, oh, my God, there's so many things that I can do with this. I'm like, well, I'm your neighbor, so you can just kind of hit me up. Or if you want to buy one yourself, you're very – I mean, she's got a – her embroidery machine, brand new, is something like $44,000 or $45,000. Uh, I said, you, you clearly have, you know, at least a reasonable mechanical mindset. You could do this yourself. So she's going to start by outsourcing it to us, but eventually she wants to get her own machine, so I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, my brother's baseball hat for his, like, travel baseball team that he used to be on, Yeah. Their yeah. Logo, the logo was 3D printed on the hat. Did you do that or did somebody else? Someone else. I, like, I was holding this hat one day. I'm like, that's a print. Like, I saw, like, the 
like the lines on it it yeah. felt like plastic that was it was cool um but like with 3d printing in like school i really think it could be used almost every day not not just for like engineering students for art class because if you want to teach someone blender or even like taking a 2d drawing and turning it just extruding it up and or doing like lithophanes and stuff of art or photos or there's there's so much you could do with it that it might not always be you don't oh, need yeah. to 3d print it but it teaches a kid a technology that it's, it's the Jeff Goldblum. They they were so concerned about whether or not they could. They 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 ignored whether or not they should. I, I'm sure I'm butchering that quote, but it, it is it's it's very true. It, I think access to that technology allows you to think. Could I 3D print that? Similar to and, and Justin and I were talking about it right when the stream started. So if you missed it, um, you know, uh, for the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be turning one of these 30 caliber ammo cans into a charging container and storage container for the Osmo Pockets. And the container we really wanted to use, which is a, you know, a big handheld Pelican-style case from Harbor Freight, went on sale yesterday after I already started the stream for this. So I have now committed to finishing this, and then we got to go and do version two. Now I just got to decide what color I want. I'm probably just going to get both and then decide later on. But, uh, yeah, it was just funny how that worked out. And... I don't need a big charging case for the DJI Osmo Pockets. I can easily just get a big battery, a freaking splitter, and a bunch of USB cables, and that will work just as well. But it's going to look like crap. It's going to have terrible cable management and all that. Now, I do not promise at all that this looks better than crap. I firmly believe this is going to also look a little freaking jank. Yeah. But this is where... If I didn't have access to 3D printing, this would never happen. Like, ever, yeah. ever, 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 ever happen. Because there's no, there's no point. And there's also, I mean, there's really no point for someone to have four of these cameras anyways. There are five in this house. And uh, I might end up getting more of them because they film phenomenal footage. That's a big like ass the, the, There's no point to have this. <laughs> Why do you have such a big Benchy? Uh, I had a .8 nozzle on my printer. Okay, that's fair. I mean, <laughs> and you just got an Ender 3, so you and I got Ender 3 V2s at the exact same time. You've they were on had <laughs> a little bit of a harder time with yours than I've had with mine, but did you buy that just because it was cheap, or did you buy it because you had a purpose? Well, like, if my printer, like, if I ever get, like, an Etsy order, or, like, if I end up needing if i'm printing like the toys for tots for ic3d or printing face shields sometimes i need a printer for like a school project or yeah if i'm working on something else because like i was printing i was working on the uh, open source uh access control system that i was making with the temperature sensor okay and i needed to print the box for it but i still needed to print face shields so like if i had two printers that would have been great but i real quick I, I couldn't get one at that time but now I got oh, yeah. one because they were inexpensive, and easy, the price the price went down way down, which yeah. is surprising. We got because everything else has gone way way up. We got them for less than one hundred and seventy dollars delivered, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, maybe it was a little over one seventy. I mean, it's it just around crazy there. stupid cheap, crazy stupid cheap. I think that video is coming out Friday. Yeah. Or wait, yeah. I think the unboxing of it's going to come out on Friday because our whole content schedule has been screwed. For those yeah. that haven't figured it out, we do unboxings every Wednesday. 
Um, so Monday and Friday's video are something else. So the Monday video is going to be, uh, although if you're listening to this audio only, Monday has already come out. Maybe Friday has already come out because I forgot to upload it on Thursday. Uh, Monday's video is going to be the TV Take 2, which involves power tools. So please go watch it because, like, nobody watched the first video and it hurt me in my soul because I put a lot of effort into that video and nobody freaking watched it. Uh, yeah. Hopefully the take two is better because uh, I use power tools and I cut big holes in the back of this television. Uh, it, it was it was fun. We'll go with fun. I had a lot of fun. Uh, but there was a lot of smoke and everything stunk. Yeah, I'm just giving lots of hints as to why you should go watch it. But I, uh, I remember making so many things in school and you know my dad loved to help with this stuff he you know it was just a, a way for us to kind of bond and uh i think if we had a 3d printer i think he would have i think he would have really enjoyed it if you notice uh oh they're they're oh they're hard to see oh i'm on the wrong side uh there there are the battery boxes there is one that is missing Your my, dad father, stole my, my father stole it <laughs> uh Yes, Allison said the video with the fans on the TV. Yes, that video. Uh, sorry, I can't talk and type at the same time easily. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I think we would have done things different. I think the mousetrap car wouldn't have been made out of Lego. It would have been 3D printed because it would have been faster and lighter. Uh, the bridge projects that we did where they didn't care what you made it out of, but it had to be 145 grams or less. So I would have printed that. Uh, oh my God. Then, then I hope I have something like, I, ha I hope I have something like that in physics class that I get to do something like that. I can just troll everyone with like some stupid generative design or something in it. And just, well, so they changed the rules because, um, a lot of us said, okay, you don't care what we make. My internet went down. Okay, the stream. Yep. The stream's okay. back. We're back. back up though. We're back. Sorry. Yeah. Technical difficulties. Yeah, I saw it go red on my side, and then YouTube threw me a bunch of errors. Yeah. yeah. All of a sudden, I was streaming with nothing. I'm like, oh no. Yeah, I was like, hello. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Oh man, we lost all of our viewers. Oh well. Hopefully, people come back and like the video. They'll come back. I think this need to refresh their page. I think. Yeah. Is what... Refresh. I thought it was my end that went down. No, no, it was my end. Sorry. Yeah, I thought I thought it was mine too. I went and checked and refreshed another. I'm tab even on wired, it. man. I am on a wired connection right now. Ah, <sighs> oh well. All right, it looks like people are coming back, but nonetheless, yeah. Uh, yeah eventually, we. I don't know where. Where did you guys lose me? I don't know where where people lost us. We were talking about like the the bridges. And I know, but I don't know where. 160 I, grams, and that people start making out of on. wood or something. It was around the balsa wood. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it might have been just before that. Okay. Well, let's let's say okay. Then they decided to do things out of balsa wood. You had to do the bridges, just out of balsa wood. Well, they said it could be balsa wood and glue. They didn't. Uh, they didn't specify how that glue was used. They also didn't specify what glue you could use. They said wood glue. They did specify wood glue, but they didn't specify what kind of wood glue. That's so, like the expanding spray foam? No, 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 that's not wood glue. No, we use Type Bond 3, which if you don't know about Type Bond 3, is stronger than the wood itself. But what we also did was vacuum impregnate the wood with the glue. 
because we still only used wooden glue. That is still technically within the rules. So as long as the bridge was light enough, it would succeed, which it did. And it held a record for how many years? Uh, at least until we left school. Yeah, and then it went, and then we... We had to go to the local college to test it because we, we ran out of textbooks and stuff to test our bridge. We had to go to the local college and use one of their testing rigs for it. Nice. Mid-print on Wi-Fi, and I just ran across the house to make sure it wasn't me. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, it was me. Are so, you using Octoprint, Heather? I, or what are you using on Wi-Fi? For, to yeah, what are you using wifi? on Wi-Fi, Heather? Because, like, even Octoprint, it... It, saves it'll still run if your Wi-Fi goes out. Not yeah. if your power, though. Yeah, if you lose power, you're screwed. But with but, most 3D printers, if you lose power, you're screwed. Even even with the power loss stuff on Prusa, you're still screwed. Unless it flickers for, like, a second and you're running off SD card. But, like, if it's, yeah. if it's something more than that, yeah, just... It, it's done. If, if your printer cools down most of the time, like... On the Ender three, the glass bed. Once it cools down, the prints fall off the bed. Yep. So, you're not you're not you're not able to re reprint from there. So, yeah, it, it was. Uh, yeah, I've had I've had those days. I've had those days. Oh yeah, we we were talking about uh, the issues I had with my Ender before we got. All this Sorry, I was I was really proud of our malicious compliance. I, I talked about some more. If you all want to hear more about our malicious compliance, I talked about it with Cole. Uh, about like the catapult project and all that malicious compliance is basically how I live my entire life. Yes, talking about the Ender, carry on. Um, so yeah, when I first got it, the uh, filament would not go through the extruder. Uh, the plastic extruder on the Mark Eight extruder on mine was not drilled correctly, or was not injected correctly. Like it had flashing or something in the in where the filament path is. Unless you had it perfectly straight, your filament and like lined it right through. If it not, it wouldn't go through. Like it just wasn't lined up perfect, and so I ended up putting the metal extruder on there. It's still a Mark Eight, but it it's fine. I laugh because my old one house, all I have, all, we only have one left. We gave all the others away because uh, they're terrible machines, and I never recommend you buy a one house. Yes, uh, they all have Mark Eight extruders, so yeah. the Mark Eight extruder has been around since 2014 minimum. Um, it's like, why, why is, I mean, I know why Creality is choosing to use it because it's cheap to injection mold, but it's still yeah. a pain in the butt. You know, you could go up to a bond tech, even a clone bond tech, if you want to be jerks about it. Speaking yeah. of my, my clone bond techs that I bought, the metal clone bond techs, uh, definitely appears that they were, uh, confiscated at customs, Nice. which is good. That means bond tech is actually going after people for their patents. It was an yeah. Amazon thing. They were 14 bucks each, which is crazy for a, you know, Bond Tech gears and the whole extruder yeah. all metal. Uh, but yeah, it looks like they're on their way back to China, which is totally fine. I don't care. I got I got the refund for it, but um, I'm glad that Bond Tech is finally, you know, doing their pants. They were so cheap. I've never yeah. seen uh, all metal Bond Techs that cheap. But uh, yeah, but the reason I didn't want to go dual gear was because I wanted to see the print. Yeah, actually. I wanted to just see what it what it looked like. I mean, I I, I bought that kit because it had the BL Touch in it. It, it was five dollars more, and I got the generic the, BL Touch. I'm sure it's a real BL Touch. No, they're they're the real BL Touch is only like thirty bucks. Yeah, they're 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 not they're not too bad. It I've was, gotten generic ones for less, but they don't do anywhere near as well as real BL Touches. Yeah, it, it works great. I mean, I I got my my bed leveled to point 
0-2 across all of it. I will say, so you know, when we were talking crap about TH3D, I was working with Tim to figure out that firmware bug. By the way, it's all AMD. It's all from yeah. AMD processors. We, we figured out what the problem was, so I think he did a hot fix on it. Um, he tested it on this machine. Point it wouldn't compile. Well, yeah, well, it would compile, but... But it, it would, an error. There are certain things that the AMD processor isn't looking at for some reason mm -hmm. that Intel does. So it, it wasn't doing what it should have done. Uh, but he, he ran the test. He's like, I'm going to prove to you how good these are. He said, you haven't calibrated this, have you? I said, nope. He said, all right, let's test it. 0. 0.0018. Nice. Deviation across 10 hits. That's pretty oh, good. I never even checked that. I, 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 should try, I should check that on the Beyond Touch. I wonder what it looks like. Yeah, uh, we used Pronerface, and it, it, it gave okay. us back the standard deviation. I'll, do, I'll run that. Different uh, instruction sets, John says, which was probably true. I yeah. don't know. I didn't care. He just needed access to a computer and the printer so he could play with it over the internet. So that's what I gave to him. Uh, but yeah, I... And, my, and the Ender 3 bed, nothing would stick to it. I went and washed it with dish soap and hot water, and it... Fine now. Ours I just cleaned with Windex and it was totally fine. I, I used Windex and isopropyl alcohol. Neither of them worked. Oh no, I cleaned I, it with alcohol, then I cleaned it with Windex. I, I, I tried both and it just didn't wasn't wasn't happy with it. So I just took it to my my kitchen sink, got dish soap and just scrubbed it like you're washing dishes and rinse it off, put on paper towels and a little isopropyl alcohol and you're off to the races. Yeah, they do not like being touched those glass beds though. If they get any oil on them. Yeah. No, no touchy touchy. Oh yeah, John said the CEO of the company who is willing to remote it and fix it is a very edge case issue. That's how you support a community, and it's true. Uh, you know, Tim from TH3 it, was was pretty great. But, does he use Platform IO their compiler? The uh, VS Code. I know, but the Platform IO in VS Code or no? Brother, I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. I don't know. But, you know, also because the other people that were having these issues would not give him access to do it. I'm like, yeah, you need access? I don't care. Come and yeah. get it. Um, you know, the, the first time we used it as content, the second time I didn't record it because it was just he and I just BSing back and forth while he was working on it. We were waiting for things to occur. And yeah, um, yeah, so it, it was interesting. But like, that's a great place for education in 3D printing and like. I feel like if science clubs, like after-school science clubs, had access to 3D printers, man, the things they'd be able to do, right? You know, and like we we saw yesterday from uh, Lucian and Olivia, Lucian did a holster for his Nerf blaster, and he, you know, 3D printed it. Then Olivia added a bunch of, you know, webbing on it from um, uh, end topology. And like, do you need a holster for your Nerf blaster? No. Yes. Do you want one? <laughs> Yes, and Lucian designed it and was able to 3D print it, but at the same time iterate his designs. Now Lucian's a phenomenal designer; he got it right the first time. No surprises here. I am not Lucian. If you watch our live streams, you'll know very quickly. I am not an expert 3D modeler. I have two business degrees. Uh, I I ride the struggle bus often. It is actually why I think a lot of people watch those live streams is to watch me struggle, because apparently that's enjoyable. But. Uh, you know, even looking at, like, Nerf around the house, right? 3D printing is awesome for that, where you could do things along the lines of the Project FDL, which uh, don't do Project FDL for small children, because giving small children automatic Nerf guns that can fire well over 200 feet per second, accurate to well over 20 yards, is just 
asking for broken dishware, broken glasses. Well, because they use these motors. Yeah, they use quadcopter motors to propel the darts out. They're dope. And, like, ambushing Amber when she gets home from work with David, one of our staff members, was hilarious. But I definitely paid for it later on. Yes, Nerf blasters. I'm sorry I'm you saying Nerf guns. Nerf blasters. They are not guns. They are blasters. Ah, sorry. It's Florida, all right? It's just... It, <laughs> Why did you print that? Remember, we have audio only. You have to describe what that is. Uh, the, um... It's the, the dinosaur no game when you Chrome. don't have internet from Dinosaur Chrome. game. <laughs> because, yes. the dinosaur game. Of course it's you like did. A, it's like an hour and a half print, not even... See, and like... le let me remind people. There are good uses for 3D printing. <laughs> Justin is not showing you any of them. Okay, I'll actually show a, a practical print I just had so do it this quad, this quad has two little capacitors that stick out and that uh -huh. are just soldered up right onto the pcb and the capacitors just stick out on the bottom so i print the little uh holder so they don't bend oh yeah i was to say that seems real safe just like two big freaking bus capacitors hanging out of the bottom yeah, yeah no thanks no thanks well the battery's there but it just protects them a little bit more and makes oh, yeah. it so they don't bend off well i mean that, that's kind of the goal and, I mean, I look at, like, we went to Irwin Technical College. I, they needed help with their 3D printer. They said their 3D printer is broken. They don't know what to do with it. And I get there, and it is absolutely a personnel issue. The printer was perfect. It was basically brand new. The Hodden wasn't even caked up. Like, it was a, it was a Fusion 3 F410, which we resell. Uh, and they don't have, they, they do not come with socks, and you are told not to put socks on them. They want, they want you to run them without socks. Um, Interesting. They're, they're copper blocks, so... Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have a sock on the copper head. But uh, they're like, oh, it doesn't work. We can't get parts to stick to it. And I look and say, did you guys read the manual? Well, no. Are you using stock settings? Well, no. I said, okay, so why are you complaining to me that it's not working? Now, they did not buy the printer through us. They bought it direct from Fusion 3. Um, and, I, and I confirmed Fusion 3 that it's okay that I go there and work on it. Cause I... I clearly these people don't know what they're doing and like i spend 10 minutes with them we go through everything and they're like oh we were doing this this and this i'm like why were you trying to print at 2000 millimeters per second of course it's not going to work well we wanted to get it done fast no and then they were trying to do things that had uh really small pipes the pipes were uh less than two millimeters in diameter that's not FDM. It's not FDM. It's not even it's not even resin. It's probably more of a polyjet yeah. where you have a dissolvable support material. You could do FDM with dissolvable support, but that was the only way that was going to work ever. And they just could not get it. And I said, look, this printer's not designed for this. This is yeah. really fine detail. Even some of my printers are not designed for this. But, uh, yeah, it was just one of those weird edge cases where it's like, all right, we have a clear education problem. And I've had a, a couple of meetings with the professor who was not there when I went there. It was just one of the students. And uh, he's like, okay, yeah, 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 we'll do this, we'll do that. And he sends me a picture two days later of a perfect print. Perfect print. Yeah. And I said, see, I understand you want things to get done fast, but that's not what 3D printing is. Well, it's called rapid prototyping. I said, yes. Because Compared go ahead to... and set it up in a CNC machine and have it done in fa as fast as I can get it done in a 3D printer. Well, if it was pre-set up, I said, yeah, if it was pre-set up, and if your model was basically pre-printed, it would be faster too. 
So it, it is just one of those edge cases where this was where a school had money left over. They bought printers and they just tossed it into a room and told the teacher, use it. Yeah, that's that. That's, I'm glad that's not how it is at my school. That is ones that I know the phys- for the physics teacher has its two maker bots that they've had for a while. Rip. The rep twos. Rip. Oh, rep yeah. twos. Okay, then they're fine. Yeah, I think it is the smart extruder ones, though. Oh, that's the Rep 5. I, I don't... Yeah, the Replicator I'll, I'll, 5 I'll, is what had the... Uh... I'll, I'll see when I'm in, in class next yeah. week, but they offered for... The school offered for me to take them home for face shields. I'm like... No. They, they, they were going to... I'd have to sign liability on them, and uh, if anything broke, I have to pay to fix it. I'm like, nope. No, you want me to fix your broken printers. Yeah, Florida Polytechnic around the corner from us has... Uh, they had the largest farm of maker bots in the country, like 54, 55. They are all taking them down and replacing them with Prusas because they need reliability. Yep. And, and I think that's the biggest mistake schools make is they don't look to talk to experts like us. And so I will go ahead and put that out there right now. If you are a school or an educational institute, college, high school, middle school, elementary school, I don't care and you want to get 3D printers, please reach out to us. We only sell one brand of 3D printer right now, and it's Fusion 3. And ultimately, maybe that's a good fit, maybe it's not. I'm not here to sell you a 3D printer. I am here to help you get one that best fits your needs. Because if you need big-ass parts and you need them fast, I'm gonna, I am going to recommend a Fusion 3 because for the price point, they are tough to beat. But if you need really fine detail, really good quality parts and you can do FDM, I'm going to recommend like Prusa Minis or Mark 3S's. And if you want resin, I might recommend a Formlabs because as much as I like Elegoo and Anycubic and all of that, their whole system is not great for schools. And I think the Prusa SL1S is a little too small for schools. I think a Formlabs Form 3 fits well for schools, but you really have to know what you're doing. And if you don't, you run into problems. And what happens then as educators, you don't end up using the machines. They collect dust and your students that could benefit from it don't. They just don't. And that's a huge freaking problem, right? Because, you know, Justin, imagine if you've never been exposed to 3D printing, you would have never been able to make face shields. You would have been uh, never able to make really cool school products. I look at this and say, man, all the cool school products I could have done, you know, utilizing the tech, um, Happy Farang says Formlabs are great but they are expensive to print on I totally agree with you but I think the extra expense of a Formlabs is worth their ecosystem because of how useful it is right they're just can I get my no I can't I've got a tank of well, Formlabs resin but and the thing with the Formlabs printers you don't have like like with there's no BS I know yeah, there's, there's no BS, and, like, you don't get, like, any of that shrinkage or anything that you could see on one of the printers that's not tuned perfectly. You do. You absolutely do. But their firmware but, and software take care of it. Yeah, and, and it's tuned much better because they know what, what resin's going in. So yeah. you'll get way less of – you'll get more dimensionally accurate parts, but you'll also get longer print time because they are SLA with lasers. Yeah, and it uses a laser instead of MSLA, which is a screen. They're still pretty fast, though. And, and, and I've said a couple of times, I am not a huge fan of Forum Labs. I had a really bad experience with them. But I think in a school environment, they might have one of the best ecosystems. I, I think that would be the only resin printer I'd recommend for school. 
Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't even recommend like a Pio, uh, Pio Poly. Like those are great machines. I I think if you pair it a Piopoli with or Pio Poly with Whatever. like a Wash and Cure Plus, maybe. But again, you really got to know how to handle the resin. The resin yeah, is. Farm Labs walks you through how to how to handle the resin. Well, well but their Wash and Cure stations suck. That that is true. It's that still true. like manual agitation and a toothbrush. No, yeah. I don't want to do that. I want to use a wash and cure station because they just freaking work. And yes, I understand. I'm gonna be a little bit lazy, but like the wash and cure station for 250 bucks that we recently reviewed. Uh, hands, did the hands on come out yet? Crap, the hands on still hasn't come out yet. God, all right, so maybe the Ender 3 hands-on might not be for another week. Holy crap, we're ahead of time on videos. I did a hands-on of the uh, uh, of the Wash & Cure Plus where I actually had a part on our Saturn. And I had I, – I, I couldn't bring out the Saturn myself, but I had uh, an assistant bring out the Saturn. I pulled the, sat the part off the build plate. I put it into the thing. I filled it with fluid. I did the whole hands-on thing to show you guys how it works. I even cured it, which I normally don't do. Uh, but you know, I would use that over something from Form Labs because Form Labs doesn't have an automated wash and cure. I do yeah. like the Prusa setup, but I just think the SL1S is still too small. Uh, unless you yeah. unless you can afford an army of them, and in that case, get an army of SL1Ss. But still, it's tough, man. Because you know, you really you really do have to know how to handle chemicals to handle the resin. Yeah. But FDM, you know, I, I'm not motivated by money to sell you a printer. That's not my goal. My goal is to make sure that I can educate the educators so that they can properly educate their students. And I don't get a lot of phone calls of, hey, this stuff is broken. Yeah. Um, and and uh, like the first 15-minute phone call, I won't charge for, right? We don't charge for that first 15-minute phone call. But after that, I got to pay for my time. So, you know, everybody understands that. If – for FDM, I feel like the only thing that, like, <laughs> the dangers of it, just don't touch hot. It's heat. Yeah, it's the heat. Yeah, don't, don't don't touch hot. And I did it the other day. I, I, I say, I tell people to wear cutting gloves, and what do I do? I don't wear cutting gloves. I, oh, I, I don't. I cut my thumb. I was scraping a part off the build, oh. and it... What printer? Or, no, I, I wasn't. I was scraping support. I was scraping support off oh, of okay. um, the golf ball parts. They're shipped, by the way. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, they're out to the clients. I didn't take photos because they're under NDAs, but eh, they came up pretty good. Um, but yeah, I I, I, I I booped myself. But the cut was so clean, it barely bled. Uh, yeah. So now I just want to use hand sanitizer. I'm Those will just sting stupidity. forever and never heal. Yep. Yeah. Yep. The, the, the other thing is the, the, the PLA splinters that you get under your nails. Oh, the worst. The worst. The and, under and it just the leaves in your whole nail turns red. Yep. Yep. No thanks. <laughs> no thanks. And there's a cutting glove won't stop that either. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I think if schools understood what the technology does, how it can help, and why it can be useful, I think we would see it be used more often. And even further, if they had trained and competent people, students like Justin would be able to utilize it more in school rather than having to rely on it at home. It's like, how many students are in your school? Just around 4,000. 4,000 students at your high school? Yeah. You didn't know this? My college had 2,000. Yeah. My high school had 600. That, that's why I'm only looking at big schools for college, because I don't want to go back to high school. 
you aren't looking at big schools, you said. I am only looking at big schools. Why? Because all the small schools are smaller than my high school. <laughs> so that means you get better attention from the from the professors. I like Do you like learning? Because if you like learning, small schools are better. I'm yeah. sorry. Like yeah. I, I used to go to lunch with my professors to just talk about nothing class related and they knew you by name. Which sucks if you know if you were late to class, um, but totally cool if you like needed extra help because you don't sign up with your student number, you sign up with your name. Yeah. To go get you know well, office hours. Well, that, that that's why I'm signing uh, applying to main, a lot of like the honors colleges at these bigger schools because you get that smaller experience in some classes, but then also have the large like football and fun stuff. Facts. <laughs> The, the internet does beat college learning wise <laughs> yeah you know it's funny i bet my dad would even agree to this right now like there is no substitute for college education if you are going to something where college education matters like justin could take all the online classes he wants about mechanical engineering but it's that stupid piece of paper that people need to hire him right and i hope that justin doesn't go work for anybody else i hope that he just stays with us and we can build him up to being like a partner or something uh but ultimately that may not happen we actually are losing uh one of our staff members at the end of next week they got poached by playstation so i i can't complain there right like yeah i if if like you know lockheed martin poaches justin I, I mean, can't like, hate that, right? Like, from a business perspective, it sucks. But I can't hate the fact that Justin got a great opportunity from a really cool place to go and work. I mean, like, one or two phone calls and I could get to a couple other the 3D printing OEMs. I mean, I'm sure you could, but are they going to be anywhere near as fun as this? True. <laughs> and eventually, will they pay anywhere near as well as we will? They probably Depends. will. They might, pay, they might even pay a little bit better. Um, but Depends. you know, this year has not been great financially for us. I looked at our financials and, uh, it's not great. It's not great, but you know, Hey, that's, uh, that's what happens when you want to automate basically everything. Uh, we're going to be coming back strong. Um, you know, now that everyone's going back to school, you guys can't screw around and not do stuff anymore. So you're going to have to have better time management. Justin, Brad, Julia <laughs> and uh, yeah because our products don't stop so I, I, I'm excited to see what the school year brings um, but I'm, I'm excited to see what projects you end up with where you can utilize 3d printing because I think that's really the big value is yeah. where 3d printing can be used by the students because like you know we see it from mechanical engineering students from USF but I don't get it from high schools and yeah. You know, the Ender 3 still to this, I am, it is still baffles me how good that printer is for its price. It's, I, I put an hour and a half into it and an extra $50. And I'd say it's as easy as my Prusa is to print now. I am go, so we're going to, for those that don't know, we're going to be doing a whole series on getting the Ender 3 to print perfectly stock. And then I'm going to rip everything off of it and we're going to start upgrading it. And uh, It prints he, pretty good stock. It, well, it's... Did you use the Prusa Slicer settings yet? I used Creality Slicer, sir. 
Okay, try Prusa Slicer and it's going to print great. Yeah, the first thing we're going to do is move away from Creality Slicer. <laughs> then you're not going to do, do anything else. Slicer. Yeah. You're not going to do anything else. Well, I, 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 and what we're going to do is we're going to release tune profiles for it. Um, the stock ones are great. <laughs> well, the tune ones are going to be better. I want to see how far we can push an Ender 3 uh, before we start seeing problems of like, you know, the PTFE hot end breaks down and things like That's... that. Um, but we're going to take you guys along for the ride. Um, I, I, I'm going to unbox a printer that was buy one, get one free. We're going to do that. Probably going to try to do that this weekend. But clearly it's not going to come out for like two or three weeks. So, yeah, whatever. Uh, but, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. We have a Wi-Fi unboxing. That's going to be a weird one coming up. Uh, we don't get good Wi-Fi in the garage. And uh, I, I did my first influencer thing where I reached out to the company to see if there was a review unit available, and there totally was. So that'll be our first video where uh, we got compensated with product to do the review. Uh, but I am looking at it from an end-user perspective, and you are going to see my brother in a channel video for the first time, and he is going to tell you all about it from a technical perspective. And uh, uh, TLDR, it's pretty interesting from my level, pretty terrible from a technical level. Uh, but, you know, most people aren't going to do it for what Jonathan will use it for. Uh, no. But we're going to compare it to Powerline and a couple of other things. But anyways... Uh, I'm excited to see where education goes with 3D printing. My goal is to try to empower local kids with like really affordable 3D printing, like offer basically at cost 3D printing to schools. Yeah. Um, not to colleges. I don't, if you have access to printers and you were lazy, you're not getting a discount. But if you don't have access to 3D printers and you want to integrate 3D printing into your curriculum, I would even look at like donating some of my time to be an adjunct professor for a class or two so I could teach about it because I want this technology to get out there. This is a huge problem for us that that's, we don't we don't have access. And it's not expensive. Love. It's just that some schools don't have the friggin' budgets. Uh, at UW, Jeffrey Lipton is in the build volume group with all of us and he's What's UW? He's pretty cool. Um instead of assigning textbooks to classes, he assigns everyone to go buy an Ender 3. It's cheaper than textbooks, but you get to keep it and you learn way more with it. And like outside of the rough neighborhoods, $200 or even $300 for a printer is not unreasonable. I would probably recommend Ender, or not Enders, Jesus Grant. I'd probably recommend Prusa Minis for first timers. And I said in that video, in the review video, I recommend Prusa Minis for first timers. I think an Ender 3 is a phenomenal second printer. From a business standpoint, they're still not good enough for a business. Um, they're not reliable enough. Uh, unless you put a bunch of money into it, and at that point, you might as well have just bought a Prusa. Yeah, it, it, it's a project. But I think a project is good if the kid or you as the child have the patience. I think that's the big deal. Of, if you are a parent looking to get a 3D printer in your household, you do have to look at it and say, all right, is my kid a little shit? Or are they going to be totally cool with this? And if your kid kind of sucks, like, don't, you know, don't lie to yourself. Is your kid going to get bored of this thing quickly? Are they going to, you know, complain when it doesn't work? Or are they going to be the kind of person like Brad? And, and I, I know that Brad isn't perfect, but, you know, Brad has a tool changer. And Brad is 16 years old. And Brad has gotten a tool changer to work. I couldn't do a tool changer. I, I had <laughs> problems with the tool changer when I was over helping Brad. I couldn't do it. Look at this thing. Like I first looked, I said, "Brad, this is a rat's nest of a of a wire uh, wire short." 
that's looking to happen because and i helped him cable manage and then he redid the whole thing like a week later um, and then put the rgb on there and of course you gotta have the rgb yeah i gotta have the rgb uh allison said you obviously have met my kids i have met i have met the fair standard of children working at uh mosey here in tampa but you know i will say the one thing that i always enjoyed about mosey and, and, and you know i i, I poo pooed them a little bit i enjoyed being able to work with teachers and educators that would come in and assist them in their curriculum because a lot of these kids they didn't come from great neighborhoods this was their after school care they would come to mosey there'd be a you know one or two adults a lot of the staff would look beyond the fact that there's 30 kids with one person because we knew that a lot of them didn't have a great home to go to. And we would work on trying to find interesting ways to integrate the curriculum into what we were doing. I will never forget my most impactful moment there was when we, we had, uh, it was an audio month. And if, for those that don't know, I love music and I have a few different audio setups. Uh, and I brought in my 1970s era audio setup. So it was a pair of uh, Wharfdale Delta 7s and a JCPenney amplifier. Yes, JCPenney used to sell phenomenal amplifiers. Go to hell, Justin. It was back in the day. Has VU meters and everything, all right? It's a great amp. The one thing it doesn't have is, is it does not have a protection circuit. But I brought in records, I brought in uh, a turntable, and this was every day that I worked there. I was bringing this stuff in and out every single day um, so that I could show people the difference between vinyl, which is uncompressed, and compressed audio. And I even recorded a vinyl record to an MP3 to show them the difference of what just basic compression does. And uh, I will never forget when I had an older couple, and I was just, I was just playing music. When no one was around, I was just playing whatever music I could, you know? throw on some earth wind and fire some stevie wonder and there was uh frank sinatra was on and uh this old couple just came in they were just dancing they were just dancing their grandkids were playing around they were just dancing i have never flipped in cuter records so fast in my life they danced for two sides now that's like 40 minutes worth of music and they danced the entire time and like that made all the bs worth it because i know that they were reliving a moment in their life that they haven't relived in a long time and like when you saw kids that came in that were really quiet and you would show them 3D printers, I, we, we had 3D printers there, and they would just light up with excitement or you would teach them a little bit about lasers. I used to bring in burning lasers and like pop balloons for people um, to, to show what is photons, how photons work and how this whole thing works. It made all the BS worth it. It made the bad management worth it. It made the crap pay worth it because ultimately you were inspiring these these boys and girls to become engineers everybody that has had a major life shift can likely attribute it to some sort of educator or you know figure in their life mine was john winchester i'm going to try to get him on the podcast it'd be really cool to have him on the podcast he's the kind of guy i think would have a lot of fun on this podcast um you know but they can all attribute it to it and i said you know if i can be that person for one of these kids then i've done my job my job was not to make money. My job was to inspire people. And when I look at what educators do, what teachers do, there are a lot of teachers that are quitting right now. The state of Florida, our governor has decided that if you mandate masks at your school, you will not get government funding. And for a lot of schools, that government funding, they can't pay bills. They can't pay teachers. 
So they have to bend over and do what our governor says. And whether you agree with it or not, I personally do not give a damn. But what I do believe is that people should have the right to choose. And thankfully, students are allowed to still wear them. But teachers are going back into an atmosphere where they could they are putting their lives at risk every single day. And the teachers that still choose to do it are not there because of the money. They're not there because they need to be. They could go somewhere else. They're there because they know that they can impact the lives of a kid every single day. And that this kid that would not have a great education otherwise, that wouldn't have as good of an education that they would have with them, now has the opportunity to succeed. That's why these teachers still do it. That's why I interviewed Cole. That's why if you are a teacher and you want to come on this podcast, come on this podcast. I will open up this podcast to any teacher that wants to come on and talk about, I don't give a damn. It doesn't even have to be about 3D printing. Come on and talk about being a teacher. It'd be awesome. Hopefully in the coming weeks, I'll be able to get a couple yeah. of my teachers. I, I, I think- I really I think want Christy cool. Deutsch to come on so she could just like, just like shit talk to you the whole podcast. I'm really looking forward to that. And I want your current teacher to come on when you're not here so he can talk about all the ways you suck as a student. A lot. And I'm going to say, was he working on his phone around 11 a.m.? Because if so, yeah, that's my fault. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Heather says, my governor worships your governor, and they're both not doing what's best for anyone but themselves. Yep. Yep. Yeah. When, uh, you know, the local hospitals are not able to accept people, if you get a stroke, you might be waiting seven or eight hours to get help. You can't tell me that, you know, not having mask mandates is good for our community. So, you know, whatever. I'm not here to play the, uh, you know, the, the sidelines of politics. I play the sidelines of statistics and math. And when Florida had over 20,000 new cases in a day, a day, Australia shut down for 140 cases. Florida, doors are open, homie. Come on in. 20,000 cases, we don't care. Our healthcare workers are... are expendable i'm gonna get off my my soapbox at this point because i have very much gotten away from the point of this episode which is to really understand what the value of 3d printing can be because you know that kid that may not have access to a hot glue gun or the school that may not have enough hot glue guns for the kids you can queue up 3d prints and let them run overnight man you can let them run over friggin night and you shouldn't but you're going to. Don't lie to yourself. You know you're gonna. And if you use OctoPrint and you pay for Spaghetti Detective, and I bet if I reach out to Spaghetti Detective, we could probably get them to cut some licenses to schools for free. And if they don't, it's, nah. it's not that expensive. Grant, you don't have the money. Don't offer to pay for them. You don't have the money for this. I, uh, I think it's like, like 100 bucks a year or something. It's I, not very expensive. I will negotiate with the Spaghetti Detective. If I can get enough schools that want to do this where they can run prints overnight for their kids, done. Yeah. And, you know, if you are a student out there and you don't have access and you can prove to me you don't have access, because if you're going to be a real pain in my ass and do a lot of 3D printing with us and you have access, I'm going to be mad at you. And especially if you're local. If you're local, you can just come and get parts. Um, but if you're, you know, if you're not local to us and you want access to 3D printing and your school doesn't have it, you don't for some reason have the financial means to get there, reach out to us. I will give you 3D printing for as close to cost as I can. Um, I want to empower students. You know, we have a three-pillar system here. It's educate, empower, and create. You are getting educated on a daily basis. If we can help empower you via that education so that you can create, damn it, we've done our job. 
I believe that 3D printing is incredibly valuable. I believe there's going to be a massive amount of jobs surrounding this industry coming very soon. Um, I got my buddy who's got, I don't know how many friggin' college degrees he has. I, I think he has no less than six college degrees. And a few of them are masters. He's looking to go back to do his masters at Purdue. Is it Purdue? They're the ones that have the masters Penn State, in AM? Said. Penn State. Penn State, yes. He's looking to go back to Penn State to get his. Oh, he'll be working under State. Tim Simpson then. Huh? He'll be working under Tim Simpson. Oh. He's awesome. I, I think he's ultimately not going to do it because it's a lot of time that he doesn't want to spend. Um, oh. But, you know, his work is willing to pay for it, which is pretty cool. That's nice. He works for uh, Aerospace Company. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, 3D Musketeers will not pay for your college. Go away. You want you want someone to go pay for your college? Go work at Walmart. They'll pay for your college. I know. I saw that. <laughs> God, from a business owner perspective, I saw that and my heart sank. I said, well, there goes my ability to get people for cheap anymore. Like, good Lord, they're going to pay $15 an hour and they're going to pay for your college. Now, I bet you have to sign a four-year agreement with them that you're going to work for four years and they'll pay for your college. And if at any point you quit in those four years, you got to pay them back. Um, I'm not going to pay for people's colleges. I can't as a small business. Um, but if there are like Udemy classes or something that we all can do as a company, I would totally be down for that. Um, yeah. You know, cause I want us to constantly be pushing the boundaries of what's possible. And if we don't do it, then we stagnate. And I think that sure if what? we can, if we can continue that education outside of the classroom and get it into the homes, that'd be awesome. I would love nothing more than to have a 3d printing education, uh, learning management system. Now we talked about the Making Awesome Academy before, but that's really all about, um, you know, like uh, freaking. Oh, I'm trying to think of the word. This is why I love editing because like my brain will go blank and I have to wait for it to like reload. Right? My brain was like yeah. my internet earlier. It just goes dead. Um, like inventors and stuff. Yeah, right? it's for inventors, but I want to do one for kids. But I just don't know how I would do it. I don't know if we could get enough teachers to like volunteer their time. I would do this and do it for free. I, I would go through all the work. I'd even pay our editors to edit it. And we put it out there for free. I mean, they'd have to sign up, which means it's going to give them a, it's going to give us their email, which means I'm going to email them, um, you know, marketing materials and such. But I, I believe that there is not enough education out there. I want to see more kids like me. I want to see more kids like you. I want to see more kids like Brad. I want to see more kids, you know, that are here and they're doing stuff, not because they need to, but because they can. I yeah. want to see, you know, when the next wave of the pandemic comes through and all the toilet paper is gone from the shelves of all the stores that all of us are saying, all right, we know what to do, boys and, and girls. Let's yeah. fire it up. Let's get those shields printing. And we go back into it and we say, you know what? We just don't care. We do it because it's the right thing to do. I, like, that's the reason I do it. I don't care about having the credit, having it on a resume. I don't. That that's not. That's not the reason I was printing the facial. That's not the reason why. It doesn't I, hurt I, though. It doesn't hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, that. That that that's a secondary benefit to me at at most. We didn't do it for the press. We didn't get any press. Um, funny, uh, there were like local companies that were just whoring out. Excuse me. That that's probably not the right word for it, but. They, 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 they were going crazy on the press. Yeah. Oh, look at what we're doing. We've made a hundred shields. I'm like, I made a thousand in the time that you made a hundred. Yeah. Um, 
I thought. Yeah, I, think I mean, the only reason I got it was because for some reason my wrestling coach of all people, who's not normally wanting to go and like, w- w- he d- he wouldn't care about getting the press or anything, and he was the one who reached out for me, and like, I I, I didn't even want it. I'm like, okay. And I'll nobody ever reached out for us, but, you know, we got a lot of really great handwritten thank you notes from the nurses, you know, yeah, saying I, that we are heroes and we're not right. We're, we're just regular yeah. people. And like we are still financially like I was Joe Exotic. I will never financially recover from this. We are still hurting from that I, first from that first thing. And I mean, we spent like six grand in time, materials and all that. At least material. Materials alone, like just straight up material costs, I was at least seven or eight hundred dollars. How many shields did you make? Close to two thousand. Wow. We only on one machine. We how many? How long were you printing? Uh, month and a half, two months. Okay, that's why we stopped at three weeks because our, our 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 buddy in Sarasota was able to do ten thousand a day on his injection molding I, machines. I could get. Uh, one face shield in less than half an hour. Yeah, oh, no, we, were I can get, doing, we were doing two an hour. I can get two. I could get two in half an hour. Damn, you were running fast. And that was only on point six nozzle. Oh, we were running point four nozzles, but I, I I did put our company logo on it. I put three D Musketeers on the thin part of it. I'm gonna no look. I'm a business, okay? Right? It doesn't take any extra time, you know. And if I'm giving it away, I can do what I want. Um, but oh, yeah, we, I, I had that tool path down like yeah you, you, you really do get it down it, you know the parts didn't look great but they got the job done um, I I own to this day multiple laminators <laughs> and I still have thousands of laminator sheets we, we donated a bunch of them but yeah, you know, we I still have a ton I don't have any more sheets I have frames and ear savers if anyone wants ear savers I will put them in a plain white envelope stick a stamp on it and <laughs> I have so many. I still have like 500 or 600. We lasered them because they're so much faster on the laser. I mean, I was doing them one one or two layers thick. How fast were you able to print them? Really fast. Like I got like seven or eight in less than 30 minutes, I think. We were able to do uh, more than one a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I could fit a thousand on eight and on an 18 by yeah. 24 sheet of wood. I click go and I walk away. Yeah. Don't do that. I, I I trust my laser, and I have a fire extinguisher next to it. Um, by the way, would you all like to see laser content? Let me know in the comments uh, if you want to see some laser cutting content. I've been thinking about doing like you know reviews of Lightburn, showing it off, and then like actually lasering stuff. My laser, I will put uh, you know things. It's very dirty, and I am not going to clean it. I'm not. Um, it's really, it's right at the point where the bend that I have to do in my back to work on the laser is really, really tough for me. Allison says yes to the laser. So, all right, we'll have to do laser content. Yeah. I don't know how we're going to film it. Um, the laser is, well, it is on wheels, but I don't want to move it. It's in the corner. If you look at our standing set, you can actually see it. It's the red thing in the standing set, the big red thing. Uh, oh yeah. Oh man, we should do a whole series of will it cut. And we start putting weird stuff in the laser. <laughs> this is how you burn down your house, Grant. If look, if a guy can have an entire YouTube channel around 3D printing fans and putting them on a Noctua base, That's we can do a best whole YouTube thing. channel ever, though. <laughs> oh my gosh! Film through the plexi. Laser Sundays. 
No. Okay, first off, I'm not doing laser cutting in the middle of the day. Laser cutting videos will only happen at night. Uh, is it a good idea to laser cut this? Someone's gonna send me PVC and I'm just gonna have to say no and, and yeet it off the set. Uh, yeah, the we will never do laser live. So, anyone that wants to see, like, laser cutting content, I'm sorry, I won't do it live. Um, one, too many problems with it, it's not reliable enough. But two, to do live stuff, I have to do it during the day. My laser happens to be in my garage. And my garage gets really freaking hot. Even when we when I did the Ender video, I started filming the Ender video at like 8 p.m. And we were done around midnight. It was a four-hour on-set video because it was the unboxing, the initial look, the build, and then the review. So, yes, the video is actually coming out off of order. Uh, I was sweating, and it was – there was no sun. I was sweating the whole time. Heather says winter is coming, but – that does not mean it gets cold here. Uh, Heather, I I don't know if you spend... Yeah, Florida winter just means it's cold at night. 50 at night. It might, it might get... It'll probably get into the mid-70s for winter. This this winter. Yeah, we, we'll get once it's winter, but it's going to get hotter. Like, mid-August through September gets really hot here in LA. Yeah, right now, I mean, it is... 31c and rain is coming according to my according to my computer that's uh, disgusting huh that's disgusting yeah so it's 88 fahrenheit 31c and uh uh let me see here i clicked show full forecast of course it's gonna open up and bing that's it like is 68 percent ambient humidity outside right now and it's got a 70%, 76% chance of rain. It okay. is really humid here, though, too. It's the high is 33C, the low is 23C. That's it. Uh, so, yeah, we don't film videos in the, it, it, on the standing sets unless it's late at night. Because otherwise, I sweat profusely. Uh, but, yeah, we will start doing laser content. Um, it's funny. I had a whole video where I was working on laser content... And as I was filming it, the laser died. Bit of F in the chat for that one. So I have to redo that entire video. But, uh, yeah, anyways, 3D printing education. I, I want to see it more. I am willing to take time. If you are in Pasco County, Florida, please, please email us. I want to help you. If you are in Hillsborough County, Florida, I want to help you. If you're in Hernando, you might be too far. I don't know. Um, but if you are anywhere around the country, please reach out to us. If you are an educator and you now have been thrown a 3D printer, I will be happy to take you through the basics of 3D printing, how to use it, how to use a slicer, and I will not charge you for your first meeting. I want to help people. I know it's a bad business model. I don't particularly care. I hope that by that point we can have some decent YouTube money coming in and we'll be able to offset the cost of all of those meetings. But I want to help educators out there because educators, people like Christy Deutsch, will continue to inspire you whether you understand it or not right now. That's you will awesome. look back and you will see Christy as being one of those people that changed the way that you looked at something. I promise you. And she will look back and say, you were the student that changed the way that she looked at something. And there's a lot of value to that. 
The fact that I still remember the name of my high school physics teacher, John Winchester. Yeah. 15 years later, brother, I can't tell you what I had for dinner last night. Okay? People make a profound impact on your life, and if we can help you as an educator or you as a student make that happen, I'm willing to put in the time. That's all I have, though. It's going to be a little bit of a short one. We are going to start transitioning yeah. to shorter podcast episodes. Um, one, it's a ton of time. Two, I am hungry. Uh, I haven't eaten, so uh, it's like one. It's 2.30, and uh, other than needing to go to the dentist, ha, 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 uh, I want to get out of here. So, oh. <laughs> did you think I froze there for a minute? It took no, no, you that it, long? It, it took a second. Oh, no. Oh, the jokes are so bad. Oh, they're so bad. <laughs> Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Any any final thoughts, Justin? No, just uh, 3D print and make cool stuff and share it with us if you're making cool yeah, stuff. Yeah, if you're making cool podcast. stuff, tweet at us. Uh, it's at 3D underscore Musketeers because I'm pretty sure we own at 3D Musketeers, but I don't have the password or access to the account anymore. Yay. So it's at 3D underscore Musketeers on Twitter. Tweet at us your photos mm-hmm. and uh, maybe we'll start like the first five or ten minutes of podcast showing off some of the prints. So it's going to suck for the audio only people, but meh. No, it's like almost fun. like Hot Makes. <laughs> What's hot? I, don't, I, I haven't watched Hot Makes. I don't either, but like whenever there's like cool projects that people post, like someone else will tag a hashtag hot mix under it and then it'll get shown on their podcast. So like I'd show it like off. I think Live, it sounds cool. Like, yeah, so I mean if anyone has cool projects, just see and, send na- it and our now way. people can't claim that we're doing the same thing hot makes does. Cause I bet yeah. they're going to. But oh well. I don't care. Every everyone does the cool projects. I mean Prusa Live does it. We're still let's be real, we're still learning. Right, we're still learning yeah. what works best on YouTube. We're still learning what works best for our audience. So bear with us as we go through this. Uh, Allison says, "Have a great afternoon and evening, guys. We hope you all have you. a lovely day. Don't forget to call your loved ones, and as always, keep making awesome. Have a good one. See you all Monday. Monday, Monday, Monday. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, make it an awesome day. Ooh." Ooh, that's a good one. I like that. Heather said, make it awesome. Make it an awesome day. I don't want to change my outro. My outro just, like, don't forget to call your loved ones. Make it an awesome, no. Make it an awesome day. Don't forget to call your loved ones and keep making us too many awesomes. I can't we'll do that. We're still live, we'll by the way. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I haven't cut it yet. I, 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 oh, make it awesome is so good, but how do I work it in there? Change it up every so often? I don't know. Well, <laughs> yeah, I like that. We're going to we're going to integrate that in there somehow. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys.